Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, weebs and casual alike? We are Baka and Co, and we are here to provide you with a deep dive into all the random anime shows and movies, new and old, interesting and bad, that you should know about. On today's show, we will have myself, Frankfurter, Magically Average, Drew Tendo 64 and returning guest, Sam the Manga Man. Today, we will be talking about the 2001 slash 2020, or 2001, Jesus fucking Christ, 2021 slash 2022 film, Inuo. Uh, I say 2021 slash 2022 because it came out in Japan in September 2021, and it didn't come out until 2022 in the States. But before we hop into the film, how are we all doing today? Good? No? Maybe? I'm eating tortilla chips, so hang on. I, 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 I thought he was going to say something, so God. I was holding off. <laughs> I... I... <laughs> why am I? Why am I not surprised? I Sam. love the fact that the other two just like stayed quiet, and I'm like, perfect. It's my time to shine. You're, you're <laughs> tapping your mic. You're getting ready. You tapped your mic. I was like, okay, go I for know. it. You guys, you guys it knew. You guys the, followed the assignment. You guys knew what was going on. He legit just went my it, yeah. shining moment yeah. and just fucking took it. This uh, is my yeah. scene. Right. Sam, how you doing? Welcome back to the show. I'm good. I'm glad to be back. Thanks, guys, for having me again. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, recommending this movie. You were the one that recommended it, uh, and we all watched it together. And it we will go beautiful. into what we thought about it in a little bit, but um, yeah, we're, we're happy to have you back. We're always happy to have a, a fourth opinion, because God knows that us three stooges can just talk in circles about the same thing over and over again. So nice oh. to have somebody else to kind of keep us in line. Don't you, Don't you even deny it. Don't you even fucking deny it. One of us does that. I hate you so much. Anyways, today we are reviewing Inuo. It was directed by Masaki Yusa, uh, yeah, Yuasa. No, 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 Yuasa. And written by Akiko Nogi. Uh, Yusa is a prolific director in the anime industry in which he is behind classics such as Tatami Galaxy, Space Dandy, The Night of Short Walk On Girl, Devilman Crybaby, and Keep Your Hands Off Isekin. Um... The movie was animated by Science Saru, uh, which is pretty much... They animated everything I've just mentioned except for Tatami Galaxy. So these two kind of directors and studios, they really work hand-in-hand hand on a lot of projects. But um, the movie was based off the novel Tales of the ha uh, Haiki uh, Inuo and consisted of two main characters, Tomona and the titular Inuo. The overall plot, which this is really summarizing it like really simplistic, uh, simplistically, is about Inuo, which is a boy slash man, he grows up, uh, who loves to dance but was born with really weird, awkward proportions. And Timona, who is a blind musician, the two of them join forces and try to break the mold of what was the 14th century Japanese music like industry. Um, so that's really putting it simply, uh, like if, if we're really going to summarize it, uh, who wants to kick us off here? Cause there is a lot to talk about in this movie. 
Oh, pick me, pick me. Okay, Drew, go for it. So, I'm going to redefine who I am on the podcast and just be the guy who loves backgrounds. And just, I want to shout out that art style because when we were first suggested this movie, I and I looked at it, I thought, this is going to be interesting. I'm very curious, but I also kind of held back my expectations because the animation originally threw me off. One second. One. Sorry. He's no, coughing no. into the different dimension. Yeah, yeah, I'm coughing to the third dimension. Into the paper um, dimension. Oh, God. And <laughs> when uh, I think it was Frank told me that it was the same director from uh, Night is Short. And I, I've connected the dots and I fell in love with it again because my first impression was, oh, this is weird. But then you get excited, obviously, watching trailers. And then obviously us diving in. I think that was one of the more enjoyable films I've watched in a very long time. And especially watching it with other people, like everyone else was excited. We were all having a great time, although like no one's shouting and screaming in the same room, but it was still like a great movie. And I'm going to leave it at that before I get into more, but yeah. Um, Sam, you're the one that suggested it. I mean, what drew you to this movie in the first place? Cause I know you saw this. In, I'm pretty sure you saw this in theaters when it came out last year. Yeah, I did see this in theater last year, like early 2022. Uh, first going in, I knew like besides the, the nice short walk on girl, I also watched uh, ride your wave in theater too. And, that was also another work from the director as well. Good movie. Uh, the animation is a little weird, but I think that was like that was the point. Even though it is an animated movie, you usually animate animation is like top like number one of why you would go into the movie. But it's also like next to the story and then the concept and then what what threw me even in even more of it was the music of it i i knew i was going like when i read the description i already saw rock concert i was like ah sure why not i'll I'll watch a rock concert movie i mean it's an anime movie i want to check it out and it it kind of the music really blew me away within for this movie so much um different uh like i'm gonna say maybe in the 90s nor the 70s of rock concerts and bands that i can depict from it such as like queen or uh, with Prince, like there's there's a lot of um, like the cult. There's a lot of like modern culture onto this 14th century. Of course, yeah. it's not. It's of course it's not supposed to be accurate. It's not like the rock and roll was not created back in the 1400s. But all of it was lost, like lost music. You don't know what's like come to be, what kind of music they're going to show in. So why not just? What if they already did invented rock and roll, and somehow they're able to perform? Uh, use their special effects and perform their own way which is very clever instead of just the whole magical throw off of oh yeah they suddenly have pyrotechnician they are somehow somehow have um, uh light work and everything like that no they 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 able to do it it's just that in their own modern technology even though i'm pretty sure in the 14th century nobody lived past 30 yet i mean <laughs> Yeah, it's the life expectancy back in the 14th century. Definitely, what it, it isn't what it was, or it isn't what it is today, or wasn't what it is today. I don't know. Tyler, don't don't shake your head at me. I know, I know. Tyler, talk. Give give me a little love on this movie. What like what were your highs and lows? 
Oh, that was my low point. Fuck you too, God damn it. Seeing your brain just spew out your hey, ears. Those two brain cells are fucking working their asses off, okay? <laughs> yeah, I, I think they both just shot each other in the face. Probably. Um, <clears throat> this movie was wonderful. I, I will say that at first I thought the pacing was a little strange and it was kind of hard to get a sense for what the tale was going to be. Um, but it, like as it unraveled, it, it built itself out more and more and more, and you can kind of see the bigger picture. And it ended up being a really fantastic story overall. But I love how they, they took a very complex and very difficult I, like storyline and made it digestible to fans because in, in essence what this movie is telling is how back in the 14th century in japan and then obviously before that point and even after that point a lot of storytelling was guided and dictated by the shogun at the time uh who was controlling the area so like the stories had to be derived from whatever the shogun had just stated okay this is what you can tell and most of the time they were performed by monks too. And there were traveling monks who would go around the region and gather new tales and then bring them back to perform in front of the Shogun. And then that's how you kind of created this whole troupe of performers. And then the in, bards, the bards. Yeah. Past, yeah. Japan's. Bards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now, and then with Inuo though, he, the, the story was basically that they were creating new Haiki tales, which is, um, I, I'm gonna butcher this, the the history around this, but it's the the battle between the Haiki and the uh, different different faction, and the Haiki lost. I think that's correct. I don't know. I'll double check. Regardless, it basically they were they were creating new tales from the story and and kind of rival rivaling the existing troupe who had been given the rights to perform stories from the Shogun, and kind of created this whole new genre, if, if you will, of, of stories to tell. And then the Shogun's like, no, fuck that. You know, that's not going to happen. They're like, well, no, fuck you, rock and roll, bitch. So it's, but like, it's hard to translate that in today's day and age, like even in Japan, not to mention outside who people look at this and like, what the fuck is a haiki? <laughs> and like, no one's going to know that. So how do you do that? Well, Let's do traditional versus progressive. Show traditional music, traditional storytelling, and then make it theatrical to really like emphasize the fact that this was a strong movement in that day and age. Make these guys rock and roll. Like you were saying, Sam, there was a lot of references to like rock and roll bands like Queen, Kiss, Prince. Um, we had a little bit of... Uh, uh, I'm going to forget his name. Oh passed away was in La the movie labyrinth why oh, can't i remember david bowie. his thank you david bowie too like there's a lot of really cool artists that they were referencing who were all progressive for that period of time when they emerged too for in one way shape or form so i i loved how they were able to incorporate that into the the storytelling and how they depicted the the like the tales of the haiki too so i i thought it was wonderful like Drew was saying the animation was kind of strange, but it definitely fit the overall feeling and vibe of the movie. Uh, and the sound design, 
at like top to bottom was some of the best I've seen in a movie in a long time. Yeah. Um, not just the concert pieces, but whenever they were showing Tomina, who is the blind musician, there were scenes where that focused exclusively on sound and his ability to hear, you know, very like very distinct areas from of his surroundings. And that came through like crystal clear when we were all watching it with our headphones. And I know we were talking shortly after the movie. And I think Frank, you made the comment of like, there was one part where you just heard like pings and bongs and different noises coming through like once in one ear, one in the other ear. And they like, it was yeah, the, synced. The, the main example that I pulled up was when, you know, and, uh, uh, shoot what's his name the other guy Tomina yeah when they first meet uh Inua is kind of running all around while Tomina is on a bridge and Inua is just literally running from his left side like the left side of the bridge and all you hear is sound out of your left earphone so to me yeah I I 100% agree like the the sound design in this movie was absolutely incredible um I don't know if you have much more to say but the the faction that kind of or the police kind of ward that cracks down on them as the Ashikaga. So um, I guess to just kind of throw my two cents real quick into it, I, this is like of just general feelings. This movie really had me grinning from ear to ear the entire way through. Like it started out a little slow and wonky. Like I, it kind of took a second for it to get its bearings because they kind of showed you some scenes that make sense later on in the movie. It's like, aha, like, you know, it's, I, I get it now. So it starts you with confusing images and shots of just, like, what the fuck is going on to, okay, this all makes sense now. Like, it comes full circle, and it's it's very well paced in that regard of just, like, okay, you start out weird, and then I know you had a little bit of pacing issues, Tyler. I, I kind of looked past it and thought it was fine. Um, there were a few faults. I can't remember off the top of my head what they were. I know we discussed it. I should have written it down. Um Oh, I know what my my faults were. My my one fault is we were talking about like you know how what if rock and roll existed in the 14th century Japan. The thing that didn't exist in 14th century Japan was electric guitars. Physically, they just mm -hmm. didn't ex exist. And what really uh, kind of what? I, if you're if you're going to be <sighs> making a movie about 14th century music, whether it be about rock music or not. Like, I feel like using electric guitars in the music is a little just cheating in a way, but also just like it doesn't it doesn't fit for me. Uh, like I, Wait, I had what? no I had no problem with the music in regards to what the, it sounded like. I thought it sounded beautiful, but would it fit the like actual scene? Not really. Like I I was like fine with the believing like they had their own pyrotechnics. They had their own lighting. They had their own. <laughs> because <laughs> 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 i was about to that make that sick. comment <laughs> i was about to make that comment like that's the that's believable because okay it, it it started it built like so the, basically when the band is formed when tomina creates this new group to travel around and tell these tales they're just they're basically like street performers on a bridge and they get a small crowd and then people start gathering right and then they're like the talk of the town like did you hear this new troupe is performing new tales of the Heike. Like, who knew there were new stories out there? And you're like, whoa, okay, cool. And then, like, next time they perform on the same bridge, just, like, bouncers, like, blocking people. And people are, like, freaking out. Like, yeah, yeah. And then the next one's, like, basically, like, Woodstock. And, they're, like, there's a giant whale with, like, flames that they're using behind a tarp. That's believable? 
that's believable. I feel like they could pull that off. My they dick? could pull. Okay, they could the pull that work, off more. Shadow, you kind of can. I mean, yeah, just but not to that scale. Not to you, that scale. You know what? It's more believable than an electric and, uh, guitar in the 14th century. Yeah, okay. okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> but it is hard. I can't remember the name of the instrument. It is hard to make that instrument sound heavy and rock without some sort of distortion to it. Okay. Got to give them some breaks you here. You watch your, uh, those Snow White notes, and like they can make it sound fucking awesome. I it's, it's just, an anime too, my dude. There's anime magic. I know magic, that's my why bro. I'm saying like, but they use well, just those instruments. What I'm saying is that that's not how it actually sounds like in real life. And that that's not how it sounds like in real life. I bet. this isn't Even what you sound like Snow in White real life notes. either. Whatever. Anyway, like just, but I I thought they did it really well because it kept building and building and building. Like originally it was just like street performers playing rock, and then it was like no, they're it's basically like people moshing to giant concert to huge like festival with lights and a water dragon, and Inuo was like shooting around on a fucking like rope and just gliding on the water like a princess. <laughs> like it's it's so over the top so overly exaggerated but i feel like that played perfectly into how they wanted to tell the story because it it they want they are trying to really emphasize the fact that this was about as grandiose as we're depicting it back in the day like yeah. that's how impactful and that's how like progressive this whole new movement this whole iteration of stories that were being told by Eno and his troop were to this this entire like music movement like the entirety of the music as you put in earlier industry apparently of the 14th century japan like it i think that played into it really well it, could they have used a little less electric guitar maybe i would have gone for double bass drum pedals myself but i digress yeah but um i mean there were a lot of a lot of highs to this this movie um I think one of my kind of favorite parts about like them starting off was the fact that they had uh, Tomona on top of the bridge kind of doing like, he's the people gatherer. He's the one that gains the interest. He's so unique. He's so different. He's like, hey, come listen to our show. This is going to be a great show. This is going to be fun. This is unlike anything you've ever seen before. Now introducing Inuo. And then Inuo's just down below the bridge like a little goblin because he literally is like a little goblin at first, uh, proportionally. And then they perform their shows just underneath a bridge, just kind of like a street performer would. Like, it's, it's really... I really enjoyed that aspect of it but i also really enjoyed actually the stories that they told because they're as we've talked about they're they're telling new stories of um ah shit uh Heike, in which that nobody's ever heard before and they're like i didn't know that there were new stories well that's because both inuo and uh tomana can see or sense the spirits that are around them from all the fallen soldiers and those spirits are telling them stories. So I love that they, they have this beginning of they're getting these stories from these fallen soldiers that nobody can see. So they're telling true stories. However, government, you know, the people in charge are like, no, these are false. These, these don't exist. This is whatever. But I love that as all things go, they rise in popularity. They become like Beatles-esque in which they're too big, you know, for life that they can't really go anywhere without getting mugged. And that's when the spirits are just like, okay, bye. We don't know. Like, you're not, 
you're telling our stories, but not in a genuine way or not in like a, to me, I, I understood it as like, you're not telling our stories in a genuine way that we want you to be. And you're too big for life and you're too into yourselves that we're just going to leave you alone and we don't have any more stories to tell you. And, and I really like that kind of subtle storytelling behind that as well. Like I thought that was done really well. I don't know if anybody else really kind of picked up on that or not. No, I, I agree because they're like spoiler alert. One of their last songs, they kind of get blocked by the spirits for the insight and the information that they're trying to get to, to bring through because a lot of their stories are, are based on like the true fact and what actually happened. So they're kind of spreading the truth and that's why the Shogun is afraid of them. Cause they're going to tell everyone what really happened at this, this terrible incident. So they have to stall for time near the end of one of their songs saying what comes next or the truth is out there. We have to, we have to find it if we keep singing and then they kind of break down to say, we need to be more honest. We need to be more genuine. We need to go back to what this music is about rather than being these two awesome dudes. And it, it snaps back and they put on a humongous spectacle and they, they get to finish their story. But having uh, most of the movie go through with no risk, no, no villain was interesting because I mean, wasn't the father kind of villain in the way? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, not until the end, really. Right. I mean, until, I mean, until he, he does he his terrible using stuff. That mask. I mean. Yeah. But we didn't, <laughs> we didn't see the effects of it until, pretty much the last act right so i mean he had always been like he was he, shitty he's i mean it was just like the impact. mask was talking to him kind of thing and yeah but also like when when Inuo kind of stumbles upon the uh the temple where they are playing the traditional music he's dancing along as if you know like in a new type of dance movement akin to maybe like a michael jackson prince whatever and and you know this guy thinks that he's so distracting and he's taking away from the beauty mm-hmm. of what is tradition and he kicks him out and it's like okay this is our first incident of just like antagonist of the guy the father figure we find out later father figure and Inuo. uh so i i think that he's been present throughout the story no. it's just near the end he's more prominent i feel yeah like. yeah yeah there was no real like he wasn't out to get them constantly and we didn't really see that until towards the end when shit goes down and Inuo and Tomiya have to put on a show to kind of not just clear their names, but let let the truth speak for itself. So I always explain movies as kind of a roller coaster where there are highs and lows. But I think with this one, it was building up to that almost the entire movie. We we constantly saw Inuo changing. We saw their music getting louder bigger a a humongous spectacle they go from performing under a bridge using weights and tricks and levees and fulcrums to generate these these humongous shows to a full-blown tower being lit in the middle of the night with fireworks and all these shadow plays and all this ridiculousness so it was like the journey to get there, I, I thought was very appealing to me, and the payoff was just phenomenal. Like I, I have no concerns about the music. Yes, electric guitars didn't exist in the 14th century, blah, 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 blah. but hey, we're watching a goddamn anime. Goddamn like, anime. Also, or an too, anime? A, 
a potato kid with an arm that's like 50 feet long. Yeah, that's then, believable, but like, like, electric guitars yeah. aren't. Yeah. It's a folktale. Like, is this like. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even want to point out the hypocrisy, but it's fine. <laughs> Sam, what are your additional thoughts? I mean, like, uh, I kind of figured that dad was like the villain, like a little bit even more from the beginning near the beginning because at least you get the hint of it like what the hell like was he talking to the mask for and then like offer me your son and then boom like all right so you have the general asshole father villain and every time you see the father throughout the movie he, he you see him like criticizing the the band his own band and then his own son that's doing the dancing being like jk simmons and whiplash and stuff and giving all the critiques and criticals and stuff like that <laughs> I mean, like, and then you see Inuo just literally just seeing them dancing, and then he he picked him he picked himself like I I like what they're doing. Let me see if I can move my own legs. And it was the start of his curse breaking, like, cause like when he saw them dancing, and he starts to dance himself, even though it was like like left footed or like, I forgot what, what was wrong with his uh, feet, but then he was able to they're break that part of. Oh, he grew, yeah. he grew legs. Okay, yeah. yeah, he grew the legs. And and it started out like a sad, really like sad thing because he started out as the king of the dogs. And he was Just, like literally in the trash and everything. I was like, oh, yeah. man. It's... Well, and, and that's what Inuo translates to, I believe, from Japanese is Inu is dog. And I think yep. O is like king. So I think it's yep, like you're right. Dog king. Um. Hmm. Which makes even more the whole street performance like makes more sense. I mean, yep. like street dog and everything like that. Yeah, there's um, a lot of there's a lot of layers to the movie that I really enjoyed. And there's also it, the costumes and the outfits too. Like it literally like back then with rock and roll and everything, like no one had like a regular the same look or different like that. Some a lot of them were like long hair, a dress, or like just leather pants or spandex pants. All the stuff. It's literally back in the day, rock and roll, and they literally put that in like into this modern parts portion of rock and roll music, and the evolution of it onto even if it is the 14th century, it's really put it onto into this movie. Because when we think about rock and roll, we think about the uh, rebellion, uh, rebellion, uh, little raw uh, law breaking, truth spreading the whole works of everything that's anti-establishment kind of thing and i really enjoy that like yeah i mean you're you see this kingdom you see both uh the shogun restricting so much of his people and he his technique i think their main goal was to try to look for the weapons or something like that the three uh what uh some three artifacts and stuff like that and trying to unite the entire country yet uh, like you guys mentioned before like he was just restricting so much information he didn't tell anything to the people they were he was just doing it for the wrong reason and of course like i guess like what didn't really happen in like in our history compared to their history Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like, uh, they anti, uh, anti, uh, anti-establishment did win the end in Inuo, unfortunately. But at least, like, in our modern history, we made that change. We've, like evolve rock and roll into what it is right now today and it's still everlasting growing unfortunately in the 14th century um like like languages they die and so now it's a dead language dead instrument dead music it never came to be into writing unfortunately Yeah. yeah like thankfully jimmy carter didn't fucking behead like any rock and roll artist for like stop stop going against the system but poor Inuo didn't really have a defense. He was just like, I'm going to play my music. They're like, okay, say goodbye to your brain. So, yeah. I I loved how, to like all the points that you had mentioned, and the, like the subtleties with a lot of the different aspects of the music and how it was portrayed too throughout the movie. And even like the conversations that took place behind the scenes too. Like there was one scene that stuck, stood out to me where the monks were talking like, I think it was after the first street performance they put on and he was like, have you seen Tomina's hair? It's so long. And they're like, yeah, he should shave his head like tradition. And then they're like, you see, he's wearing like makeup. He looks like a, a you know, a street whore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's probably exactly what a lot of rock and roll bands were told back in the day. Like trying to be different, trying to break against the norm and the mold of what music was like back in, you know, in the late sixties and then transitioning into the seventies rock and metal era and how that started a whole movement. And then the creation of just a plethora of genres from that point on branching off, like it all started at one point and, and this was what the movie was depicting was that like this breaking away of, these set standard stories that were dictated by the government that were controlled by the Shogun. Someone had to break the mold and it was Tomina in a very theatrical, extravagant, glamorous manner. And I, I just, I loved how they were able to do it in a very tasteful way that again, was easy to understand, but also able to still tell the traditional story of the tales of the Haiki Inuo as well like that aspect is is important and and helpful because it no but frank you messed up my stream of thought sorry we just keep quiet we let the 2d man fly away like a paper airplane slip through the cracks anyway hello welcome back drew i but yeah just to wrap up like i i just i thought that was really well done by them i i think it's hard to tell something one of tradition 
in a modern way that people will understand, but especially from a, a, a different culture that has evolved so immensely. I mean, 14th century is a very long time ago. America was not born yet. We will not have been born for another like 400 years or so. Okay. For those of you living in the United States, like that is a very, very long, long time. So for them to be able to like showcase and highlight like exactly like how storytelling was and how music sort of evolved in a way that people like us dumb Americans can go, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that's cool. I can follow along. Like that's really challenging. And they did, they did a really, really good job. So I want to throw one really fun fact out there. Um, it better be fun. It, I better it, I better sit in my seat. So and help us go, God, Frank. I better I go. Oh my so good much. golly gosh, this was such an enjoyable you know fact. I don't even go. want to say it now. I don't even Do, want to say it now. It's really it. interesting, but fuck your couch. Do um, it, man. So the nominations for animated best animated picture for the Oscars this year have not come out. They'll probably come out next week, so we're a little early on that. However, the Golden Globes happened this past year already, and this was nominated for Best Animated Fe Feature, which it did lose to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which I'm thankful that I think that was that fine. It, which I, I think, that, I'm thankful that, that it lost to that and not Puss in Boots. However, okay, no, no. <laughs> however, no. There has, how, there's only been one other Japanese animated film that's been nominated for a Golden Globe. Can you take Mirai. a guess? God damn it. No I know this. I, I love. I love. I love. Uh, which 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 one is it? Mirai, Mirai by Mamoru uh, Mamoru Hosoda. Hosoda, yeah, I love Hosoda. A uh, guy who did Bell this past year, as well as Boy and the Beast, Wolf Children, Summer Wars, etc., etc. Um, well, as Sam did, said, yes. Digimon. Digimon yes, movie. He, he did the original Digimon movie. Digimon are the champions. Sure. Nice. Um, but yeah, no. This is the second. Japanese animated film to ever be nominated uh, for best animated feature in the Golden Globes. So that's a there's your fun fact from me uh, just looking at this. But um I mean yeah, there's so much we can really break down with this film whether it be how the characters dress, act, etc from the start that they have to the rising fame that they have at the end which you know becomes like an actual human. He has an actual like he breaks the curse that his dad puts upon him and he has like regular proportions as a human and a beautiful face uh, to the music, to the background, to the audio design. There's so much to pick apart about this movie. I think the, I mean, just what to y'all were your highlight? Like if you had to, uh, if you had to recommend this movie to somebody and you only had one part to nom like, you know, kind of talk about to really sell them on this, what would you sell them on? Because for me, it would definitely be the audio design. I think the way that they use the audio in different ways, whether it be um, music and like going from little band as, you know, a startup to just this ginormous grand uh, production to, you know, uh, Inuo running from one side and you only hearing it out of that side. I think that that to me is worth just watching this movie let alone just listening to this movie because the sound design in this movie is so phenomenal but i mean what what would you guys tell somebody to sell this movie oh that's it's so hard just like in terms of 
finding like a one scene to pinpoint or one aspect of the movie. Um, I, I'm going to get kind of real, I don't want to say nitpicky, but like just kind of on a whole different level, explain why you should watch this movie. And it is, you should watch this movie, but only subbed, not dubbed. And this was a discussion we had before watching it because I feel like you don't get the full experience in a dubbed version because of the way that the ja like Japanese music is played and told in terms of storytelling. It is very much akin to like the Japanese language, and I feel like it would be hard to come out in an English vocabulary or English uh, tone or anything like it just basically any English speaking person, it would be hard to translate over. I think it needed to be done and su like subbed. And I think we all watched it and agreed afterwards. Like, yeah, this is probably better off. I didn't watch hear any audio subbed. from the dub though. So I wasn't even sure if even the music was also in dubbed if on the dub version side, is it? Yeah. They, usually, I mean, they, they usually with these type of films, they do dub them. I know with bell, they had a whole, dub for yes, that movie i would assume that they would dub this as well because then you have people complaining who do watch dubs that just be like why would i go watch this in dub when it's all subtitled yeah so i feel and, like i feel like for this they would have had a proper dub and most of the time i am not a like uh you should only watch everything subbed or dubbed or whatever like it's always just pick whatever is most convenient for you and easiest for you to watch but the it, amount it, of it's, dubs that I watch, holy I'm, shit! I mean, I'm pretty yeah, sure we would have enjoyed Don Glee's better subbed, though, especially yeah. with the music too. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. I mean, definitely some things I prefer one way or the other, um, just based on either who's the director is or the like overall feel and vibes of the of the show. But I I feel like for Inuo specifically, it 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 is an experience that you have to watch subtitled at least once you know watch it and then you know go to dubbed afterwards or however you feel like but you just i don't think you're going to get the full message and the full aesthetic of the movie unless it's subtitled where you're listening to it in japanese music and all how the storytelling is the cadence of the of everything um just you know how the characters talk to one another especially back in the 14th century like there's a lot of different aspects that i think would be lost in translation in the dubbed so that that's my only one thing with this in, in terms of like getting someone to watch it is just watch it subbed drew, it is a like whole a, cool experience you look like a sleepy boy drew oh no our 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 paper man is falling asleep no it's every once in a while because i have glasses on it doesn't track my eyes <laughs> and it's like likely story yeah it's fair don't I make me turn on my sleep. actual camera <laughs> i put people to sleep uh, Drew, no, but what, I, I. What would you sell sell this movie to if you had to pick one thing specifically? Um, I want to piggyback off of one of Frank's favorite scenes, and that's when Tomia uh meets um Inuo for the first time when he's completely blind, and the way they not only audio design that, but visually as well, like there's yeah, I didn't colors. even talk about that. Holy shit! Yeah, you're right. The spiral, yeah. the stars, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was all I mean, just a very soothing, very zen kind of situation. Uh, it made my heart feel very warm because they were explaining it in a way that I, I could understand visually that possibly this is how he's picking up on sounds kind of in, in a 
basic way to break it down, like sonar, right? So he's understanding where things are coming from. And and just that whole interaction be, where Inuo is still in his semi-deformed state, he's threatening him, trying to scare him, and he's, don't you have eyes? No, I don't. Can't you see me? And, no, I'm blind. <laughs> yeah, and it was just I, like, just scared of my face? Like, what face? I didn't see, I can't see. <laughs> And it was just, it was just so good. It was like reminiscent of uh, Toph in Avatar. <laughs> there oh it is. God, God yeah. And, <laughs> that's what it sounds like when you guys say it. Um, but it was, it was such a great scene. And this movie goes from just being kid in a terrible situation, gets blinded because he sees something he shouldn't have. This, that, the other thing becomes a monk. And it, it evolves into this beautiful rock opera. It's just fantastic. I loved it. I don't know if it's I want Drew necessarily... to tell me bedtime stories in the future. <laughs> just like you told right. him a bedtime story? Mouse, uh, if you give a mouse a cookie, yada, 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 you have an infestation. Good night, you little shit. <laughs> I'll do it. Like... I'll, I'll put it up on a Patreon. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. Sam, did you, did, you tell, did you talk to us about what, you're, what you would sell this on? No, you haven't. What, what would you no, sell somebody I'll, on? I would, I would help like, pick a little bit because what Drew mentioned, like the visuals as well, because you also have like Tomo's, like, he's, like you see his like, perspective of blind, but he's able to shape everything literally from that movie. Uh, you just see from his perspective, like everything from sonar and sound of him like moving with a stick, even with uh, his... Uh, I guess uh, father figure or the, the brother figure uh, monk that he practiced the band with. He was also blind. You're we literally traveling together for years, and literally you just see like it's all black. But then you see this is designed the lines and everything, designed movements from it, uh, all the way to the bridge scene. And I don't think we see from his perspective anymore. Of uh, yeah, it's uh, we every there's people who have eyes in it. We've our main, my main character, I've met the other main character now, so we could just see everything instead of being the vision, but we'll still keep the sound and vision, uh, the sound and everything like that. Uh, yeah. What I would sell is that when we watched this movie, it was like, more. I would technically say it was more than 60% music. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that's, like 30, a fair, that's a fair... 30 minutes, 40 minutes, it was just talking, visuals, and uh, sounds. And then, like, the, literally the rest of the movie was, like, music. Their song. first performance lasted a solid 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, and this was, this movie was, what, an hour and a half, hour 40, something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Hour and a half, kind of yeah. thing. Uh, I would probably sell it, like, yeah, you, you're going to be entertained when you watch this movie with the music. And, like, if you love rock and roll and you know, if you, even if you like, like, if you like Queen, if you like... Uh, kiss if you like bowie and um if you know if you know about the movements and you've known about the history like even if it's the u.s history of how rock and roll change and evolve in the world like i guess this would be in a different in a different perspective how it could how this phenomenon and evolution if this was put into japan's 14th century this is where uh, this is what ha- this is what they would do with it. This is what would happen with it, even if electric guitars weren't made until like four to five hundred years afterwards. You could still enjoy the performance and the light show with it. The perform I-, I guess how they maneuver 
all the special effects onto this movie, even if a lot of it, even there's some of them, you can nitpick some of it that don't make sense, but I think overall of how creative they made it was very clever. And I think people would enjoy, uh, even though it is a mix of past and modern takes of music instruments and special effects, people who are who don't know about the work who don't who aren't even sure about to hear like the electric guitar instruments or anything i think they're probably it's believable that yeah this could we don't know if it, this ever actually happened back then in the 14th century but people can be creative people can be very talented and people can be like very clever if this actually did happen back then i mean we would have seen that in museum or something like that but well, yeah, yeah, and the I mean, even the reasoning why we wouldn't have seen it in a museum is like at the very end of the movie, you they the literal new emperor of uh, the area just put a gag order on all of their music, and it was like, all right, this is the only type of music that exists. Uh, any other type of music that is performed, y'all are being arrested. So, like, even if this did exist, we would never know about it because nobody recorded it. It was all banned. So, uh, yeah, like, it, it is interesting to think, like, was this actually something that may have actually happened in the past? Yeah. I'm going to slightly change my like, response before and say, like, it, it, overall, because what everyone is saying, I, I've picked up little pieces on. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I like that, too. And I've come up with a description <laughs> to explain it all, which is the subtleties of the movie are superb. Um uh, like every every scene there's like little pieces that you can pick up on and this is one of those movies too where i bet you go back and you can really find more and more each time as well like at the beginning i don't know why i just remember this but at the beginning when um tomina is blinded and he's starting his travels to kyoto which is the capital at the time um before as he's journeying to meet the monk who he ends up traveling with he's playing the instrument and He's like, oh, you know, I'm playing a song about this crossing of, of the lake to the island. And Tomina is able to read the sign. The monk's like, oh, my gosh, you can read. Like, that's a huge piece, too. Like, that yeah. plays into his ability to, like, be able to navigate around and also it understand. that Daredevil vibe where, like, where Stick yeah. was teaching him. Was like, yeah, oh, exactly. you, were able, you were able to see for 10 years. Lucky you. I was blind since birth and everything like that. Like... Yeah. But, like, I, I like that because it also kind of gave you the idea and the sense that like he understands the language like he understands how to read and and potentially write too so that could play into his ability to tell stories and like create these stories and to what you were saying frank with and and what you were getting onto sam as well with how these tales were effectively banned once inuo was beheaded <laughs> Uh, or Tomina beheaded, excuse me. Oh, I thought was, it was more stabbed, right? It was like uh, no, he was he was sliced and head rolled off onto okay. ground. What the, like um, yeah, like what I remember was that yeah he was he died. He got bludgeoned in the bridge. back. Yeah, he got that, bludgeoned in the back of the head while he was playing, never, and, then, and the soul never rested. And then you, yeah, you, from the beginning of the movie, you see like literally time moving. That that was actually a very good take too. Like yeah. Like, Oh no! Oh, this yeah, happened way, of... way, way, way before, and then like scenes, scenes, different scenes. I think that was very cool work. Yeah, a lot of subtleties in that aspect too. You can pick up on, but like, 
it there's a lot of layers to this where you just sort of are able to kind of put pieces together and connect those dots and it's just through those little subtle moments too like the bridge scene where he's you know blind and he's seeing the shapes and everything and that's you're kind of getting a sense for how he's able to uh, like go through his life like walking around and being able to find things traverse things but then it also you pick up on his ability to hear really well and like pick up sounds so it all kind of all these little pieces play into the characters and the storytelling and i thought that was great and i just yeah i think subtleties are superb just keep an eye out for those because that's this is movie is built definitely around those yeah um i did look it up and i did confirm he was beheaded because he kept uh performing and speaking out against the ashikaga so um yeah. yeah his head did roll um so just the final thoughts wrap it up overall i think for myself this is something that it's difficult to recommend in my opinion i i think like it takes you have to know the person's likes and interests if somebody is really into music or history in general i think this is an easy recommendation be like hey here's an interesting take on the 14th century japan and their music and how you know what if rock and roll existed back then i think that would be an easy recommend but to somebody who like my wife who isn't really necessarily into history or music this would be a really hard sell um Overall, I love this movie. I was grinning ear to ear overall, like you know, from start to end. And the aha moments of like when you realize the first few scenes from the movie really connected, like the ending, like the ending kind of showed why these scenes were shown. Like, oh, it's like, oh, these were, you know, this is why this was shown. This is, this is how it connects. That aha moment to me was really kind of, it was earned. It was earned in my opinion. I and yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think that this movie is a solid like 8.5 out of 10 for me. It's not perfect. It's not uh, terrible by any means. It's not even bad by any means. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. So um, I would recommend this to any music lover or history buff because this it was just a blast overall. Uh, those are my final thoughts. That's that's my rating. Who wants somebody take it away? Yo, what up? It's your boy. Um, I want to say very much the same thing, except I loved every part of this movie. I didn't have a problem with electric guitars. I think it was very well done. The animation was crisp. The story had me hooked. Um, The background being the we're searching for these artifacts, but that's not the real story. The real story is this. And it kind of having all these converging kind of paths that that met in a fantastic finale of sound, animation, the keyframes, the backgrounds. It was all just so bombastic that I think watching it on a small screen didn't do it justice. I think Sam probably had the best experience by getting to see it in the theater and just be like, oh, my God. Like the the sheer size of it. I'm watching the theaters. And that's that's the thing. So if my recommendation is, yes, definitely watch it. But if you're going to watch it, do yourself a favor. Watch it on a larger screen. Don't watch it on your computer. Yeah, fair enough. Sam? Yeah. uh, Easily, like, 
nine out of ten. I did enjoy uh, like this entire. I, I enjoyed it way more. It blew away my expectations from the very beginning before watching into movie theaters, and it it's definitely a movie that you would definitely want to rewatch again. It does. It definitely had that Jinji Ito moments with like the creep factor onto right from the very beginning into the Majora's Mask. Throughout, I mean, oh, even the father was psycho, man. That too. <laughs> father was psycho, and then, um, but yeah, like it had its own weird creep factor, and then the weird animation art. But uh, I think that's Sign Saru's like a best way to do it in their animation work. It's that style, and I would say like yeah, the story came around full circle, and of course, like the music over like. Was literally the biggest factor throughout this entire movie, and I loved every every minute of it. I even like still listen to it on Spotify, like the albums and everything. And it's, it's really like good music, like motivating music. And I, I'm not gonna lie to you, they have the entire like I think they have like nine minutes that the, the whale song it was like the full eight <laughs> minutes, nine minutes. And then like I'm thinking like you know what, even some rock and roll songs had this had this length of a. It's like a fucking place. Tool album. <laughs> it, it works though so uh if you love rock and roll uh if you like the high key history or um i would also even say uh very uh lgbtq positive as well yep very 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 good i love the message love the movie too yeah i would have to give it i'm probably the more stingy one when it comes to rating i th- i would give it like an 8 um pretty really really strong 8 on the verge of an 8.5 if i was going very specific i'd give it an 8.2 but um pacing wise i thought it was a little bit awkward at the beginning just because as as was noted by sam like the first probably 25 to 30 minutes are a lot of the storytelling the talking the introduce introduction of characters and then it's like bam the remaining portion of the movie is just music 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 which i loved uh but it was a lot harder to get a grasp for where the story was going until they started like really kind of pushing it along and you're like, Oh, okay. I should be focusing on these people. Um, like there's one aspect of the, at the beginning where when Toman is blinded, you're like, okay, the story is going to be about how he kind of finds his way and, and, and is able to, uh, you know, get revenge and, and allow his family to rest in peace. And then it's like the movie ends and you're like, what the fuck happened to that sword thing that blinded a bunch of people? Like where did, and sliced his dad in half. Where'd that thing go? There's like a lot of little pieces that are just they kind of deviate away from, but you don't really get that until the very end. But I think other than that, other than the pacing piece, every other bit is fantastic. I won't, you know, repeat what everyone else has said because everyone else has said it wonderfully. Uh, I just thought this movie was incredibly enjoyable to watch. Um, Definitely would love to see it on a big screen because I think it's would be a much more enjoyable experience, like seeing a rock concert like the Pink Floyd laser show sort of vibe where yeah. you just kind of sit back, relax, and just enjoy all of the sounds. The, the but, surround sound speakers yeah. from the movie theaters really would put it up a notch. I'd bring my little, my little um, light little glow crackers thing, the glow sticks to <laughs> wave around. You weeb, yeah. weeb, weeb. God damn but, it. Yeah, no, go give it a watch. Wow! <laughs> 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 it, it had to happen once the fucking soundboard by yeah. Sam. Oh god. Well, 
thank you all for joining us this week and thank you for joining us today i shouldn't say this week this today um if you have any suggestions on what we should watch next please send them our way by giving us a tweet at bakako podcast we also want to thank akano from soundcloud for our intro song but until next time spark triumph we'll see you then even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Back up! Back up!